Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coming Home Podcast. This is season two, season two, episode one. Um, A lot of you might be confused by that, and I was too at first, (laughs) Um, but it's for multiple reasons. Um, One being when I uploaded the last or when I recorded the last um, episode, I that was the beginning of an end chapter for me. And I wanted to come back to this space with a fresh start and a new beginning because a lot has changed and a lot has shifted. And I am really excited to share all of that with you. Um, We did a rebrand of the podcast. So I had Anita Rose Designs. Um, She's on Instagram if you want to follow her. she helped me rebrand when I was trying to do it by myself and it wasn't working. Um, Anita filled that role for me and she was so great, uh, dealing with my inability to make decisions. Um, she's just amazing. I feel so excited about this season and I just have so much to share with you. I've made so many awesome connections with people, um, that are also excited to, to tell stories and share. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all I have to say, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for, um, supporting me, even though I've taken a little bit of a break, I just really appreciate all of you. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Heather. Hi, Maddie. (laughs) Thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh my goodness, of course. It feels like we've been talking about it for a long time. I know. We're really close to each other right now. (laughs) We are. We had a microphone malfunction, so Mm -hmm. we are sitting side by side, Zs. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. I feel really weird doing this because I haven't done it in so long. Well, it also feels way more formal than we're used to. I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels weird. Um... Welcome to season two of the Coming Home Podcast. Oh my goodness. Um, I really wanted to have Heather on the first episode because she's been in my life the last however many months. You're going to measure your life by seasons. Yeah. (laughs) Podcast (laughs) seasons. Yes, essentially. I met you at the end of season one. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, that's actually how it happened. Well, yeah. Yeah. How many episodes did you have last season? Uh, I think five. Five, yeah. And the last episode, I think, was a catch up with me episode, and I was telling them that I just got hired by you. Oh my goodness! The rest is history. Yeah, <laughs> it truly is. Um, so I have Heather on here because, well, not only because there's a lot to update all of you on my life, but Heather's a really cool person, whether she thinks it or <gasps> oh, not. Blush, blush, blush. Um, she has a business, obviously. That's where I work. But she's also much more than that. She's a hippie (laughs) (laughs) that has two Volkswagen vans. Do you want to tell them about your vans? Yeah. So um, in the the VW world, we call them buses though. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. They're two buses. That's okay. You couldn't know. So uh, this now this is something that I love that started for me a long, long time ago. I was a little girl and kind of always went um, against the – what's it called? Against the grain? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone in my class wanted um, – we had this project where the teacher said, 
you have unlimited funds and you can you can buy whatever you want mm -hmm. your dream car your dream house all the things what do you want to do what do you want to be it's kind of a shallow project now that i think <laughs> about it but it was 1992 so you know yeah and she, so i drew that i was a dog sled musher living in alaska and that i <laughs> And that I drove a Volkswagen bus and she did not like that. Like she, she thought that I did the, the project wrong. <laughs> I've never heard that story. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's the groundwork for how, for where my love of Volkswagens began. I was always interested in them because they were something that you didn't see a lot of in our town. Yeah because we lived in a very small town. But when we did see them drive through, like if a tourist had one that drove through town, it was so exciting. Mm -hmm. And then it just grew from there. Uh, I love the culture of it. So I learned a lot about um, obviously the 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to now, and I own a 1972 uh, Volkswagen Dormobile, which is the one that's on the, the right side of the car, like the English side of the steering wheel yeah you can erase that out <laughs> <laughs> and, that made sense and a, a 1978 volkswagen westphalia wow wow yeah they're a lot of fun and i think that um we have already established that we are going for uh, camping trips and road trips yes this summer so that's yeah. exciting and it's very it's very on brand for you i would say <laughs> because you've always i feel like you well not, well I've heard you say a few times that you kind of like think that you're an old soul a little bit. Mm. Like you. Yeah. I definitely appreciate the old fashioned sensibilities for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that I'm a little bit of out of touch with the way the modern world works. <laughs> and my dad was the same way. So I come by it honestly. But, but that's something that I really admire about you. Well, thank like you're you. different than you're different than everyone else in the best ways. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> it's it's benefiting me now, but in high school, man, that was not a good thing. You, you were weird. You didn't, yeah, you didn't want to be different in yeah. a small town. You didn't want to be different in high school, period, especially not in a small town. There's definitely a mold yeah. of what you should be as a girl yeah. growing up in a small town. Well, there you go, folks. If you're weird and you're in high school, you're going to be it's fine. wildly successful yeah. <laughs> someday. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I always say to my kids, don't do what mommy did. <laughs> but, you know, if, it's it. interesting when I think about, and this says, this is not really, I'm not judging when mm -hmm. I say this, but I think about someone like my husband mm -hmm. who went to university and has worked in the same field since he graduated university. Mm -hmm. uh, he always knew what he was going to do when he grew up. He never questioned it. He's never he's never faltered from the path that his life was on. And that's so foreign to me. It is. And I think about in the creative entrepreneurial world, even if you're not an entrepreneur, just yeah. um, I think that there's a big community of people right now who realize that there are broader horizons than mm -hmm. just the go to university and and get a job route. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you compare someone like Adam, my husband, to me, and then at the end of the day, ask both of us who's happier, mm. who's more fulfilled, I don't know. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. A lot of it has been really 
hard. It, a lot of it has felt really uncertain and felt like- I was going to say, I don't yeah. think it's been a linear path for you. No. And a lot of it was like feeling like I wasn't good enough because I wasn't at a certain spot by a certain age. And, you know, I had, when we lived in Toronto, I had friends who were career people who, you know, were really successful in their fields and high, high performing, high achieving. Toronto's a big business world too. Toronto is a big business world. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know if it's a better spot in a, in a small town to do what I do, but I definitely feel like there's a great sense of community here mm -hmm. and it's been easier for me to find other people like me. Mm -hmm. I'm like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I'm strangely, like... <laughs> strangely so in lots of ways. Yeah. I'm definitely going, I, Heather has kind of been kind of like a, it's funny. Like, I think people think that you give me all sorts of advice, but you just kind of like, I've, I've always noticed that you, whenever I chat about something or like, I'm having one of my, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life yeah. conversations. You always just like, give me a look and you just like, <laughs> listen to me and you're like, mm -hmm. and like, it's not like you're sitting there giving me all sorts of advice on what I should do. You're just very much like, well, Mads, I don't know the answers. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well, it's fine. It's going to be fine. Like, yeah, you, you're kind of like a, a little guiding well thing for me. I think. Because I'm really, I'm really going through that. Yeah, no, I know, I I know, know what's you going on in my life. <laughs> well, and how, who am I to say what you should do? Right, right, yeah. And who's to say what's right to do either? Exactly. Like no one actually knows what the right thing to do is no. in life. You know? Yeah, I mean, I do. There are certain things that I could give advice about. Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I just don't love giving advice because I, I don't think I like getting advice either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is true. You know, who likes getting advice? But I, I mean, know. but I feel like you and I, I feel like I'm kind of the same way. You and I know what we need to hear, but we don't always listen to ourselves. Yeah. So yes. when someone tells us, we're like, mm-hmm. Yes, we're fiercely Thank independent you. and want to do it our own way. <laughs> well, and I think, listen, when you – I'm a special needs mom. Yeah. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Ooh, we're going to get the, we're going to get all the, here we go. Skeletons <laughs> out of the closet. Special needs mom, recovering alcoholic and, um, and mental health, uh, survivor. Survivor. Yeah. So there are all sorts of things people could give me advice about yeah. and ha and have done in the past. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and the only person I will listen to is my grandma. Oh, so yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's just those certain people who, you know, have really pure intentions mm -hmm. that have no, uh, what's it called? What's it called when you, when your intention is ulterior motives, no hidden agenda, no hidden agenda. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's just coming from a place of love and support. Mm -hmm. That's pretty, that's pretty rare and pretty random mm -hmm. or pretty um, hard to find. So yeah. I You're think probably the only person that could give me advice and I would actually listen <laughs> and like actually follow through with it. Oh, be careful. <laughs> be careful. You may have just opened the floodgates of un unsolicited <laughs> advice. No, I, I think that, I think we have a pretty good thing going. I think mm -hmm. that you do, you keep me in line and, 
and I keep you in line. And I think that's what will make us successful in our business. Yeah. In your, it's your business. Well, (laughs) I do feel like you're my little business bestie partner. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that too. I feel very invested in the business. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, if it was just a store, Mm -hmm. I guess it would be easier to not have so much attachment to. To disconnect from it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But But it's it's not. No, it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Like people have asked us in the last month or so, especially around Christmas, and I, I think I've told you this when people say, so how do you like working in yeah. retail? What? Like retail? <laughs> Who's working in retail? Certainly not me. This is not retail. No. This is, this is just like a really expensive clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> For groupies. For, and if I make money on it someday, then yeah. that would be a bonus. So let's talk about how we met. I think I've told the story in a few different places, mm-hmm. but I just want to like – I like officially tell the yeah. story because I think it's very interesting and it's been like a it's such a full circle moment for me and it's just so crazy how the world works. Like I agree. It's just very the way that we met each other was weird. It was weird. Well, the whole the whole between meeting you and then you coming to work at the store. Yeah. Yeah. Um so there's a little bit more backstory for you if you want to start with that. Yeah. So uh, most of you know, um, in the first episode, I talked about who Lee McMillan is. Um, she passed away back in March. Um, she lost her battle to mental health. And it was shortly after, I think it was like a month or two after she had passed, um, I was talking to her sister, Sasha, and I was kind of just getting her blessing for the podcast because I knew that I wanted to talk about Lee. Right. And I didn't want to do that unless I knew that they were going to be okay with it. So anyway, we were just chatting and um, Sasha was just saying like, it's so crazy, like the reach that she's had, like it's just wild. And it is. And and Sasha was telling me, she's like, there's this little shop downtown Barrie um, and I don't even know this lady. Her name's Heather. And she <laughs> just. she call me a lady? I'm going to have to talk to her about that. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> she just said there's this like shop owner downtown Barry <laughs> that like I've never even met her. I don't know her. And she's making t-shirts for Lee to raise money. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then. Did you know what the t-shirts looked like before you came down? I, well, I'm trying to think of that. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe I did. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why Sasha was telling me that because I told her the, um, sorry, the background right behind the name of the podcast. I can't really remember, but nevertheless, she told me about your store, and I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet!" Like I'll have to go down and and look. I think at that point I did see. I must have looked at your Instagram, right, and saw the T-shirt because I knew that you were doing the Lee T-shirts. Anyway, minor details. I went down, it was like a few weeks later, I think, and I walk into the store and I'm with Vince and I'm just like so excited, but I'm like a little nervous to introduce myself. I don't know why. Was Was the store empty? I think it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Vince and I waited outside because there was people in there. Mm -hmm. So we waited for like 10 minutes. (laughs) To bless you. (laughs) In the summer. Yeah. On the sunny side of the street. Yeah. Um... 
So we went in and you like had the biggest smile on your face. You were so excited that we walked in the door. You're like, thanks so much for waiting. And I was like, oh my God, this is such a cool shop. Like I was nervous. And then we just got to chatting. I think I told you that Sasha told me, I I feel like I'm rambling. I think I told you that Sasha told me about the store and you were like, oh, Sasha and whatever. And then you started talking about how you're microdosing mushrooms and you started talking about Ram Dass and I completely interrupted you like I do. And I was like, like pretty indicative of how our whole friendship (laughs) was going to go. I was like bursting at the seams because as soon as we walked into the the store at the back wall in the little shoebox had the quote, we're all just walking each other home, Mm -hmm. which as all of you know, or maybe you don't, that's the quote that this podcast name was born from. So it was just so weird. And I told you about it. And what was your reaction? Well, I I am not surprised about anything like that anymore yeah. because I just take it as I'm a little woo. I have to say I'm a little bit skeptical. <laughs> but when something like that happens, I'm just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. So I right away felt a connection with Maddie. Mm-hmm. And I also... You were was, like, I'm going to come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we okay. were, it was an instant connection. It's, <laughs> yeah. it, it, that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. And I, I just remember thinking after we had our little visit with Vince and Maddie there, they left and I thought, huh, if I ever need help around the store, I love her energy. I could really see her working here. And that's then, so weird. and that it was, weird. and I've never thought, I have major trust issues. I had never thought of as much as I love, mm-hmm. you know, and, and have great relationships with people. Like I had never had that thought before. Of, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that. It was super weird. And everything was really coming to a head with the store at that time after we launched the Lee Tea because the store was so small and it was getting so much exposure, mm-hmm. it was just getting way busier than I could handle. And it couldn't have been a week later. Was it a week later? It was literally a few days later Yeah, that you posted on your Instagram stories. Yeah. And I posted, I said, listen, I'm, I'm at the point where I need help. Yeah. And as I put that thing on my stories, I thought, oh, you know what? I hope, because I never, I didn't want to assume that Maddie was just you know, (laughs) available, available, (laughs) but I hoped that she would get back to me. And sure Mm -hmm. enough, she was literally like, she was the first person that sent me a message. Well, it was the pandemic. So I didn't have, I I, like, I didn't have a summer job lined up. Right. And I was getting served. So I was just like, if a job comes to me, I'll take it. But well, we were laughing last night because, um, I remember the first day. How did we start talking about underwear yesterday? Okay, so <laughs> the first shift, I'm saying that in quotation, like I've never, I never think of this job as like having shifts. It's just, I get to come hang out. But anyway, the <laughs> yeah. first the first day that Heather asked me to come to the store, um, she was like, okay, I made a list of things that I need done. We need to fold t-shirts. We need to, we need to dust. Um, maybe you could organize the desk area. And like, you had a little list of things yeah. that. Well, cause the idea was Maddie was just going to come in literally like <laughs> on a Monday on for a two Monday. hours. Yeah. So you had a little list and then you were like, okay, I hope you feel okay about this, but like, I'm just going to leave you here. Cause I am having an underwear crisis <laughs> and my dog eats all my underwear. So I have to go to the mall to go get underwear. And I was like, okay. <laughs> 
because so, it was we were deep in, in COVID still. Then. Yes. So yeah. I think it wasn't like the situation where you could just run out easily. <laughs> I don't know. Felt like a major mission. But you were also very overwhelmed at that point. Like, oh yeah, there was no and, time to do anything. Yeah, like yeah. running a new business, a storefront. That's right. So I cried on the way to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Because I couldn't believe I was going somewhere by myself to do something for myself while someone else took care of yeah, my baby. What needed to be done. Which is the store. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was the first yeah time I hung out with Heather. <laughs> yeah. And it just felt natural. I mean, yeah, I think one one day a week came into like very two, quickly turned two days into two week, days. Yeah. And then it was like, well, maybe do you want to like do a shift? Like well, maybe do there. you want to live in my house and take yeah. care of my store for two weeks? <laughs> like literally two weeks later, you were like, I'm trying to find someone to uh, dog sit for my dogs. Like we're going away. I was like, why don't you just ask me? Yeah. And I was like, why would you try to find someone? You said I, I made a post on Facebook and I was like, why would you do that? I'm like, I'm right here. I know. It seemed very like you were almost annoyed with me. Like, yeah. Like that doesn't like, make any sense to me. Yeah. So yeah, from the very beginning, there was just like instant trust, instant yeah, I think it's hard as an adult. I mean, I'm much more, I'm 12 years older than Maddie, so I'm a little <laughs> bit further down the adult road. But making friendships as an adult and then making friendships with women mm -hmm. is hard. It's hard mm -hmm. because a lot of a lot of things can come into play. Mm -hmm. Things that I don't personally super understand because I was weird yeah. and um, I am weird. And I'm not saying I'm a saint, but I'm a, I'm impervious to things like, mm -hmm. um, like the, the competition that women mm -hmm. get into. I mm -hmm. just feel really uncomfortable about Yucky. stuff like that. Icky, caca, hate yep. it. Mm -mm. Stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm always, I'm always, I, I trust people when I have a good feeling about them. But I'm always leery about about mm -hmm. um, accepting someone into my life because, you know, it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a thought and now I forget. It's okay. It's up there somewhere. It'll come back. Oh, I was going to say, I, I think at first I was a little bit, I was also going through, I was in like the midst of grief and mm, yeah, like, also going through horrible, horrible, terrible anxiety. Yeah, that was a rough summer. That was a very rough summer. And I was also, I didn't admit it, but at that point I was contemplating school. Like, mm -hmm. why am I, why am I doing a degree? Yeah. I hate this. Yeah. And while out of your mouth talking about school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just having like a lot of self-doubt things spiraling in my brain that summer. And so when I met Heather and she just like had this instant trust for me, I was like, oh, like I was, I was questioning like, who am I? Like, what am I actually good at? Like, how do people perceive me? Like all, all the things. All the things a 25 year old thinks about. Yes. Yeah. And so when Heather, when Heather hired me and had this instant trust, I was like, I had this like moment of like, I was talking to Vince about it, of like, holy shit, like the way that I think that I am, like the person that I think that I am must be actually who I am because Aww. I met Heather one time and she, <laughs> I'm going to cry <laughs> because I met Heather one time and she just trusts me. So I was like, obviously she could see, like she sees who I am. So it was like a really, <laughs> we're both trying not to cry. 
It was like a really eye contact. (laughs) I mean, like there's many things that Heather has done for me unknowingly, but like that especially was like a huge like validation thing for me. It was just a night. It was like, it was such perfect timing for what I like needed. Not only that, but just like even to have a positive, uplifting environment like that was just like everything about it was so crazy to well, me. It's it really crazy when you think about how we each ticked each other's boxes in ways yeah. that, you know, we didn't really even know at the time. Yeah. And I think from that is is really how the community has grown because yeah. I think we realize the power of uplifting each other. Yeah. And really living community instead of just talking about it, right? Yeah. So that's just to segue into that conversation. Mm -hmm. That's like, I have learned, oh my gosh, I keep having to burp because I keep drinking coffee. How about you have water instead? (laughs) There's some advice. (laughs) Okay. Um, That's been like one of the most profound lessons I've learned since I've met you is like the the importance of finding the community that you're actually supposed to be in and finding the people that actually like genuinely care about you and genuinely want the best for you like that has been it's been really neat to watch too from a a community that I was just by myself in you know up until the time that I met you um, to see you welcomed into the community. Yeah. And I remember a time where you kind of felt like people were coming into the store, but they were wondering where I was. Yeah, and be now, like, oh, where's Heather? Well, and like, now people ask where you are, right? Maddie? Yeah, where's Maddie? So um, I think that it's been just really lovely to watch that unfold mm-hmm. for you yeah. in the same way that I felt welcomed by people that, you know, yeah, that's well, also been crazy for me. Like the fact that people are just as loving and accepting towards me as they are you. I mean, obviously you're the queen of it all, and like no, people, no, people no, literally there's love no you. hierarchy here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's that's a that's that's a big compliment. Well, I mean, it's a great group of people. Yeah, there really are is. some really, really. I mean, I think when we were at eighty four, for how small that store was, oh my god, I can't remember the amount of times that you and I just looked at each other when someone left, <laughs> and we were like, "What? We just don't. Happened. You can't make that up." No, there's just been so many times where people have come in and just completely changed our. Yeah, I feel like our root belief system Literally. and our, and so many things. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's also like working in the stores also made me realize like what kind of impact you can have on other people's lives just by like speaking up for how you feel and like doing things like a podcast and like being open and honest. Speaking your truth. Yeah. Like the power of that alone has been crazy because I've had so many people like tell me in person, like, thank you so much for talking about mental health. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, man. Community is like truly everything. Well, and it's easy to get caught up in the social media side of it Mm -hmm. because it it may seem, you know, Mm -hmm. like the highlight reel. Mm -hmm. I don't think we do that. I think we keep it pretty real. Um, We cry all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I, I do think that in the world of social media, people expect a certain level of like they feel like 
what we're posting maybe isn't true or we're not yeah. um, I think that we lay it all out on the line and I, I think feel that like that's we're pretty special. honest yeah and um I think that creating a safe space means that people that we've built that those trusting relationships mm-hmm. um in the people that come into the store and come through the doors uh and they feel like because they know that we're flawed imperfect people yeah they, they feel... can share their flaws and imperfections yeah like yeah. we've had i've witnessed people walk into the store and people that we've never met mm-hmm. um and some people that we have met and we know their stories but like i've i've watched people walk in here and cry mm-hmm. like just full um disclosure about what's going on in their life like it's just it's yeah the value of that is something really special to me like that's the fact that I get to part be a part of something like that is crazy like I just love it it's so nice I'm glad to have you along for the ride (laughs) (laughs) well and I I remember back to when I was a teenager and I lived in a really small town and again I was weird and um I was a I was a punk. I like mm-hmm. to let my hair. I wore my hair really short. Okay, wait. Tell people where you grew up. So I grew up in Kenora, Ontario. That is uh, two hours east of the Manitoba border, <laughs> and like close to Minnesota. So we have this very redneck Fargo thing <laughs> going on. Sometimes come, comes out. In- Absolutely. Well, when I was drinking, <laughs> it, it definitely came out more. <laughs> but yeah, so um, there wasn't a lot of, there was a lot of brand name, you know, like we had the one store in town that sold mm-hmm. the high-end clothes mm-hmm. with the brand names. And then we also had like the sand store, which is like where all the rest of, like where the broke people went to mm-hmm. shop. And we didn't have money. So I, you know, was always kind of trying to be creative with hand-me-downs and whatever yeah. else and the things my mom could afford. And there was this store where my dad, where, so my mom and my dad were separated. And when mm-hmm. I would go to visit my dad, there was this store on the main street called Sure Thing. And it was a, it was a head shop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back in the 90s mm-hmm. when pot was far from being legal, mm-hmm. my dad was not on board with anything drug related. So I had to keep it a secret that I ever <laughs> went there. But it was a store where everyone was truly welcome. There was no judgment. They didn't mm. even care if you spent money really at the end of the day. They yeah. were just, it was like here, it was come in, shoot the shit, mm-hmm. you know, um, talk about music, talk about whatever. Mm-hmm. You knew the people there were there welcoming you with open arms no Mm -hmm. matter what you looked like or how much money you had or what your last name was Mm -hmm. because that was also a big thing in our small town my I didn't have a famous last name (laughs) I wasn't I wasn't one of the you know yeah the famous last name people in my town so I always kind of grew up thinking and remembering the impact that that store had on me Mm. and I still have the things that I bought there in my memory box Mm. um the kind of like and you know what more than feeling like we accepted we were accepted there we could also when i had the money i was able to buy my first punk t-shirt and these long flowy dresses that were like very hippie dresses that we used to love and um you know the cool kids had their brand name stores where they could wear their fancy sweatshirts but we had that store Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and um and it was pretty neat so i think sure thing really 
like inspired inspired me yeah. like and I didn't even know it until I grew up and and fell into this. that is that is so cool that's wild it is kind of cool eh? that's very cool and you know I went to see the man he's still there the really? story's still there yeah and uh and I made him cry because I said Aww. you know you were a place where all the freaks and geeks like we we felt welcome mm -hmm. here and you were our safe haven mm -hmm. so you know what and it probably in its own humble way was a me mental health hub of its own because mm -hmm. there were people that truly felt like such outcasts and they were welcomed so wow yeah, uh, yeah. well that's what, that's what you're doing here i mean i get yeah <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, now that I say it out of my mouth hole, yeah. sure. Um, okay, so you mentioned that you're on a sobriety journey. Yeah. Is that the right wording, a sobriety journey? I mean, I – so when I talk about my relationship with alcohol – I say that I'm a recovering alcoholic mm. and that's the way I identify. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's right to say like sobriety journey, mm -hmm. uh, recovery, however mm -hmm. you want to say it. So uh, what, what got you to that point? Well, I think that being an alcoholic kind of always bubbled under the surface for me because it was a very family uh, tradition mm -hmm. of drinking too much, not having any control when it came to alcohol. And like it, it was like normal in your it, it was world. normal. Yeah. It was normal to the point where if I would have kept going the way I did, uh, if I sat back and critiqued my behavior mm -hmm. to a family member, they probably would have been like, oh, okay. You know, it would yeah. have, they wouldn't have seen what was wrong with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's not, I'm not, I love them. Yeah. And, and it is what it is. But that's just what you, but that's just grew up in. what I grew up in. Yeah. Um, my dad passed away when he was 46. Um, of, you know, probably drinking and smoking related, um, heart attack. And you were, that would have, I was 19. Yeah. 19. Yeah. yeah. So, and I always medicated with alcohol when I was sad, I drank when mm -hmm. I was happy, I drank when I was anxious and socially awkward, I drank. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just turned into a series of just really bad life decisions mm -hmm. and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse until one day I realized that I was either going to have to stop full stop mm -hmm. cold turkey no because no, mm -hmm. I don't have moderation mm -hmm. it's like not one or two drinks it's all or nothing all or nothing mm -hmm. so it's it's like a challenge to me yeah like how much can you drink tonight yeah um so I'm two years sober Woo! And I feel I feel really proud of myself. Yeah. I feel like my kids are proud of me and my Damn. husband is proud of me. And I feel like no one has to worry about me anymore. <laughs> which is something We just that, worry about you with other things. Right. You just worry about my mental health now, not my, you know. Yeah. But no, I feel I feel really good. I feel like I could have never done what I'm doing now if I were still drinking. Wow. Yeah. And I think about that every day. I just think about being a business owner in a small town mm -hmm. and what that means in terms of like, you know, being out in the public eye and mm -hmm. which is, it's silly to talk about that way, but I mean, it is a really small town. Yeah. There's a lot of gossip. There's a lot of, um, yeah. 
there's six degrees of separation doesn't exist here. We know really everyone. if we're being honest, yeah. you couldn't come down to the bars and no be a business owner. No, at the same time, no. That's just the reality of where we live. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we are at we are right beside one of yeah. my favorite drinking places. Yeah. <laughs> we literally share a wall with yeah. them. Um, so that was a struggle in the beginning. Uh, well, I was gonna say that's also kind of made me. Um, think about like how I present myself in public because it, mm -hmm. it, and it's not that I, I'm trying to like be a certain way or be a certain person, but like I, because this space is so like vulnerable, I want to say like, it's mm -hmm. like, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I, you know what? I just like want to stay consistent through like every piece of my life like I don't ever want to put myself in an environment where it's like people would second guess like who I am what my intentions are like I don't know yeah. maybe I'm thinking too much well about I it, hope but... that's more about you wanting to remain true to yourself yeah than what yeah that's what I mean I get, I get it yeah yeah um yeah I mean they're wild oh, it's, it was wild yeah. and you know what it, it's the same strip of street that I used to yeah. I mean I wasn't I didn't as much party um downtown it was a lot of like house parties i was the mm -hmm. naked girl at the pool party <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i probably you still probably will be still yeah would. yeah um just like it'll be because i want to yeah. be not because i <laughs> am a drunken maniac um, oh my god so yeah yeah it's been great and it's also been another level that i can connect with our community i was just gonna say yeah like i feel like it's just added a whole nother layer to what you're able to offer for people down well, here. Well, I like, think during the pandemic, so many people yes. explore their relationship with alcohol, yeah. whether that be they fell deeper down the bottle or mm -hmm. they decided that maybe it was time for a change. Yeah. So we've met a lot of people that are like newly sober mm -hmm. and realizing that maybe they've picked up some not so beneficial habits mm -hmm. throughout the pandemic. So yeah, that's I think it's incredible that you can well and the conversation has been opened where where we start talking about stopping the nor like the glamorization of alcohol mm -hmm. yes. and people are starting to realize that I mean drinking every day probably not healthy yeah <laughs> you know whereas when you subscribe to the school of mom mommy juice wine mm, time poker. beer clock whatever yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do drink every day and, and maybe it's time to rethink those things. Yeah. I love, so we have these little sober pins, right? You know, the mm -hmm. little golden so sober pins. And Aww. I love when someone comes to the desk mm -hmm. and they they kind of like, sometimes they proudly pop yeah. it down, but sometimes they like sheepishly like slide it across the yeah. corner or across the counter. Yeah. I'm like, are you a sober so soberino? Sober soberino? <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. then we have a little moment of like just feeling so lovely that we can kind of like be our full selves with each other because it's, yeah. you know, it's still hard to connect with um it's not so much hard anymore but it's getting easier to connect with other sober people mm -hmm. but um but yeah okay what <laughs> what has been like through sobriety and you've we didn't really talk about it but you've also been through your own mental health mm -hmm. um journey what has been I don't really know how to word it. I guess I want to know, like, what 
like what do you look for in the people that you surround yourself with when you're struggling or like in moments that are your lowest when you were newly sober when you were really struggling with your mental health like what are the kind of people that like are in your circle that you're like yeah oh that's such a good question so the people who are in my circle right now no you know what i shouldn't preface it and say right now because the people that are in my circle a lot of them are the same people who've been in my circle for 20 30 years Mm -hmm. um but of course i've met new people on on a lot of these journeys being a handmade business owner and entrepreneur like all of those things Mm -hmm. have brought so many new people into my life and the people who are here with me are really encouraging really um easy Mm. you know like it's not they aren't the people who you have to walk on pins and needles around they're just easy people um, and are they the kind of people that like don't expect anything from you like they're not like disappointed when absolutely you don't show up for them in certain ways yeah i mean it's hard for me because if someone's really understanding with me mm-hmm. i feel like i'm almost like you know it it doesn't make me feel obligated to yeah. be also be a good friend so that can get into murky territory there but yeah. um i'm just constantly inspired and um Mm. and i just have just waves of gratefulness because there are just so many good ones Mm -hmm. so many good ones um i guess the easier question would be is how do you know when someone's not going to be someone that can support you through things like that your intuition yes yeah those gut feelings uh we talk about that a lot at the store i feel because it is one of those things where if you're a deep feeling person, mm-hmm. you probably have like us, like <laughs> like we happen the to be deepest the deepest feel all the feelings. <laughs> so I feel like we know the answer to that. It's in, it's intuition. Yeah, it's, it's hard to listen to the intuition though. Mm. Like it's hard to like I've had intuition about friends. I've told you about that, and like yeah. I can't always like make myself listen to that whether it's for for whatever reason like i've been friends with this person or i've known this person for yeah a long time like why would i like i'm not going to give up a friendship with them because no i mean i think at the end of the day it comes down to how you feel around that person yeah and how you deeply feel around that person like not just your surface like and for me funny enough a lot of that came into play when i was um getting sober because you can be you can hang out with a lot of different people Mm -hmm. when you're drinking all the time Mm -hmm. you know true so when it takes special kind of people to be sober around that's right yeah do you know what i heard vic say to me actually tell me for those of you that don't know victoria butler you should that's right she is i don't know how you could not (laughs) she's the queen of dunlop um i think she's gonna come on the podcast too but oh i think that's a great idea she has given me some really um not even pieces of advice, but just some really, she's told me some great things that she's learned about. Useful tidbits. Yeah, about friendship. And she told me one time, she said, I will only be friends with people that make me feel like I can go home and go to sleep at night. And I don't think, I'm not second guessing anything I said. I'm not second guessing anything they said to me. Yeah. Like I just, I go home and I feel peaceful about the friendship and I don't even think about it. Yeah. 
And when she told me that, I was like, holy shit. Like I could, when she told me that, I could have named at least two or three people that like make me spiral after I hang out with them. Yeah. And I hate that. It's stupid. And that's really connected to your intuition and just the feeling. I mean, I'm 37, so I also have no time for bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, you know, I'm not saying I'm not even 40 yet, but I feel like with each passing year, I know what I really, really want and what Mm -hmm. I really, really don't want. And I just lost my grandma that was really, really, um, that was a brutal moment in my life. She was your bestest friend. She was my bestest friend. She is your bestest friend. She is my bestest friend. And the people who supported me through that, I mean, I'll never Mm -hmm. forget those people. So, um, yeah, I think that 2022 – I think I'm just aligned with, no, that's not how I want to say it. I think in 2022, I feel like I have the right people around me. Yeah. And that's why I'm so excited about this year. Mm -hmm. I just feel like there are, we have these little dream storm sessions and we talk about things that we have on the go. And I think that's, that's another part, you know, when you have like, when we talk sometimes Mm -hmm. or like when you have a friend that you really like to talk about ideas with and I was, yeah. Right. You're not talking about people Mm -hmm. or you're not talking about shit. You're talking about ideas and, and stuff that like really lights you up and, and gets you excited. I was just going to say every time I, I have a, like, when I have a friend that makes me feel like I can do anything I fucking want in yeah. the world, yeah. that is someone that I I keep around. Yeah. Like And when you're happy about something yeah. and you know they're happy for you, mm-hmm. best feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. Best feeling like in the world. When they're genuinely yeah. wanting to celebrate you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's really special about our community because it's women. Yes. And I shouldn't say it's all women. It's a it's a mixture of all people who <laughs> They just have endless love yeah. and support for not only um, you and I and, mm-hmm. and Vic and people who work here, but for each other. Like I have seen people who oh, don't yeah. even know each other connect, connect, yeah. and either solve a problem that one of them were having, or become <laughs> friends, or exchange email or you know like Instagram handles or whatever. Yeah. I've seen that happen. Yeah, it's crazy. So many times. Yeah. And if we keep surrounding ourselves with those kinds of people, those connections are going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. I was going to say though, like the like being surrounded by uplifting, supportive, strong women, mm-hmm. women especially, yeah. has been like actually has actually changed my life. Like I the the women that I've met while being in this space are just the most incredible women ever. I agree, and they have like actually like helped me believe that I can like truly succeed on my own. I can make decisions for myself. Like I am in, it sounds cheesy, but like I'm in the fucking driver's seat of my life. Like, and it's like being around supportive women is fucking important when you're a woman. It is. Like it just is. You have to have those, you have to find those people. Yeah. Yeah. And the people are there for the good time. I mean, we sit around a table with people every week and Mm -hmm. cry and, and, put our most vulnerable feelings on the table. I mean, it's not just in good times, it's in bad times too, right? So yeah, yeah, it's pretty special. It is. Pretty special. (laughs) We'll just keep talking about how great this space is. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, 
for as I mean, I wouldn't recommend starting a small business during a pandemic. But if you happen to do that, <laughs> as I have just so happened to do that, and it turned out okay. Yeah. I mean, life's pretty good. Life is good. Life is hard, but life is fucking hard. Yeah. But we have each other and yeah. um and I hope that we can be there for more people this year. I think that's the goal. I think we we try to expand our reach to people who need us. Yeah. So um for anyone that follows um me or the Blueberry Moon page, we've posted a few times about our mental health huddle that we have once a week at the store. Um, and that's been just like, yeah, has blown my mind. Like, it's just Heather and I have always said, like, we because we've both had our struggles, I've talked about my story on here, but like, it's it's one thing to like, it's one thing for someone to say, like, oh, I'm here for you, or oh, like, mm -hmm. if you ever need anything, I'm here. And it's another thing to actually provide the space for someone to like actually yeah. utilize your support. Yeah. Like <clears throat> showing up for people is well, and there's still so important. There's still such a stigma around mental health. Um, after I ended up being admitted to the mental health ward in Barrie, mm -hmm. when I came out of that, there was there was no, you know, when you're sick, when you have a terminal illness or mm -hmm. when you have um when you're no one brought you lasagna. No one brought me fucking lasagna. And mm -hmm. that's always been a bone of contention for me because I think that visible illnesses, um, as tragic and difficult and devastating as they are, aren't so different from mental health struggles. Mm -hmm. And it's not as talked about. And it's hard to talk about with people, especially people who've been raised to not talk about their feelings, mm -hmm. to put their tears away. Mm -hmm. So I think that just making more spaces where we can have those discussions is huge. I mean, the fact that one of the mental health um, organizations in Barrie sent us that email, yeah, people are starting to take notice that this is something we that were needs on the to news. happen. We were on the news. I yeah. mean, like <laughs> this is, and say what you want about, about social media. Yeah. We, I feel like if you can use it to get your point across yeah. and to, um, to advocate for things that you feel strongly about, mm -hmm. holy shit, man. Yeah. Like that was my hope with starting a podcast. I was like, the freaking internet can be so, at least for me, like when I, when I was in elementary school, that's when, um, things were transitioning from MSN and MySpace yeah. and like, um, Skype to Facebook and Tumblr and Instagram and all those things. Like I, I was at a very young, impressionable age when social media started. Right. So it's always been a negative place for me. Yeah. Like always, it was always a place of comparison. It was always a place of just negative bull crap. Yeah. And kids were really mean to each other on it. Yeah. And yeah, like any, any chance that I have to make it a more positive space and hopefully like change the narrative of yeah. it all is like amazing. That's right. And we can toot our own horns about that. Yeah. I think. A hundred percent. Because sometimes I just feel like we're talking about how great we are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. But you know what though? 
I'm okay with that because I've gone through some shit in my oh, life. Oh, I have felt unworthy for long enough yeah. where I'm I'm actually, this is okay. Yeah. 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 And it's like, yeah. Fuck that. Whatever. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah. <laughs> also, I brought you lasagna when you found out about your Yes. <laughs> Mads, on the hardest day ever, brought me lasagna and cannolis. Yeah. And it was lovely. Yeah, I mean, more Find lasagna. Find people that will bring you lasagna when yes. you're sad. Yeah. For anything. For anything. anything. Or, you know, like, let's bring back the casserole in general. Yeah. <laughs> let's just start giving... I would do tuna, like a tuna casserole. With... Should we start doing, like, food exchanges instead of, oh, like, book exchanges? We could do, like, a, like a like soup a swap. Club. Like a soup swap? Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> a plant swap? Oh. There's so many crazy plant people around here. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, I like this one. Oh no! What is it? <laughs> oh, I also forgot to tell you tell you that we have to say a quote at the end of every. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. I'm sure you have lots of. Okay, I've got one. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was so hard, right? <laughs> okay. I have a question. Oh my goodness. If you could have given yourself any piece of advice a year ago, what would it have been? A year ago brings us to January last year. Like really give this a thought. Okay. So I was just opening the store. Mm -hmm. It was a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. I had the kids at home. (laughs) Is this meant to give me... (laughs) Flashback, fuzzy, fuzzy, warm fuzzies, or horrible flashbacks. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? I, I, I've got it. I, I would tell Heather in in January 2021 to enjoy the journey a little bit more, and to mm. accept the good things that are coming to you with grace and compassion instead of um what's that word called when you just kind of brushing it off as like to really give myself credit for doing a good job yeah you know um because there were so many sweet people reaching out Mm -hmm. during that time and i just was not kind to myself yeah i i would say the same thing to you a year ago like not often, but sometimes I find that you undermine yourself a lot. Oh, it's like my I just favorite said, thing not to often, do. But <laughs> you undermine yourself a, a lot. lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and like that has that, like speaking those words out into the universe has a huge effect. And <laughs> yeah, I mean you that was kinder to yourself. Like you have, it was a hard. It was a hard year. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and I think that. Um... That I was also making a lot of big, scary changes at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was really cognizant of like, this could really like go up in flames. Yeah. This might not work. So I think I was a little bit reluctant to like take full credit for anything because I was waiting for the bottom to fall out, mm-hmm. which is also a very healthy <laughs> behavior. <laughs> oh, I need to go back to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> As most say when they come on the podcast. Yeah. Um, do you think that you ever experienced compassion fatigue? Oh my goodness. 
Where'd you whip that question out of? Sasha reminded me of that. Wow. That term today. So compassion for other people. Mm-hmm. Like, because I hear, because I hear so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, there have been a couple group um, help. help. There have have been a couple of huddles that I haven't come to because Mm -hmm. I I do find it hard to draw boundaries uh, and because I absorb people's sadness, which is on the flip side really cool because I also absorb people's joy and excitement. So like I love that quality about myself, but I would, that's, that's a quality about me that I love and also hate. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword, sword, right? So, um, yeah, compassion fatigue is real. And it doesn't mean that I'll ever stop being the way mm-hmm. that I am. Mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, I could definitely use some uh, like boundary. Maybe I should go to like codependent. <laughs> There's a group like Alcohol Anonymous, but co- uh, codependency. It's called CODA. It's like a oh. a group, an AA group for codependent people. <laughs> As we look at each other, <laughs> that would can be we good. go together? <laughs> Will you come with me? I don't oh think they God. let you go in partners. <laughs> Do you think that's an issue they experience? Hundred percent. Do you bring your the your per- dependent partner? Oh, hundred percent. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I feel like that's something we've experienced actually very recently like compassion fatigue, oh just yeah. feeling like um yeah like i don't even know well we feel we feel responsible to solve all the world's problems right that's yeah. where i was going with it like and i i don't want to i know that we're kind of like talking up the store and like being like oh it's so beautiful it's so great but like yeah. i think also another thing that i've learned about life in the past year is that things that bring you joy can also exhaust you oh my goodness yes and like it's just like even the pace is inevitable that's right i mean even the pace of excitement that we experience on a daily basis yeah even like the goodness of all the like when we have like a jam-packed day full of like really awesome people that come into the store it's exhausting yeah like by the time i get home i'm depleted i'm so overstimulated by like all the good things that I heard. (laughs) Well, and it's hard because we are people who require recharging. Yeah. But I wish that like, you know how the new Apple phone came with like the really quick charger that like charges the phone quicker. (laughs) If only we could do that. I need that because God, I don't, I don't have like days to recover. No. I, and I think that'll just come with us learning to not solve all the world's problems. That's right. We tend to do that. Yeah. And we get a little manic about yeah. those problems. <laughs> but I mean, I recognize that in you and you yeah. recognize that in me. So, hey. Yeah. Heather and I are hilarious. Sometimes we'll text each other at 9 or 10 p.m. And with a big paragraph full of things that we're thinking about. And we both just have to say to each other, like, okay, yeah. we'll like, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's a we'll tomorrow thing. Or the times that we have um, either bought the same item and we're excited to show each other (laughs) or like made the same plan or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah. We're ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I asked you if you could give yourself a piece of advice a year ago, what would it be? So now I'm asking you what's been the greatest lesson this 
year. Oh, in t- like in the last year. Yeah. Like up until right now, what's been the best, the greatest lesson that you've learned about anything? Whether it's about like connections with people, owning a business, mm-hmm. being a mom, being your own person, going oh. through grief, like whatever it is. Okay. There's so much there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I don't know if we talked about what my mental health struggles are, but part of the part of my mental health struggles are attention issues. Yeah. So when Maddie says like ten things in a row, my brain goes boing yeah. boing boing. <laughs> okay, but I do have it. I know. Okay, I know okay, what okay. it is. It is that um, vulnerability is the catalyst for connection. Oh. Yeah. And like laying all your guts out on the table, like just all good things come from that. Wow. Yeah. I think I'd probably say the same thing. Yeah. That and like to be very aware of who I'm surrounding myself with. But yeah. Wow. Trust your gut, all that good stuff. But I yeah. mean, yeah. I think that I've never seen the benefits of being vulnerable as much as I have in the last year. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And I agree. So I – and I haven't – I don't think I've shared any of this um, like in this space yet, but I've recently just gone through like a massive life transition, I guess. And I don't think I'm like ready to like actually get into it, but like I think I just want to put the message out there that like if you change your mind about something that you chose or thought was a good idea two years ago, it's completely fine to change your mind. Right. Like yeah. it's – you're living that right now. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I've put myself in a in a very positive um, place that will kind of like foster more growth. So I guess, yeah, I've just – aside from learning that vulnerability is like a really – is a catalyst for everything and can open so many doors, I feel like – accepting that I can make not mistakes accepting that I can make new decisions for myself is like yeah and you're forging your own path is what you're doing yeah yeah and like not not like in trying to internalize other people's opinions too much because that's been like again like we just said I'm so sensitive to other people's feelings Mm -hmm. and like what they tell me and I really like it like seeps into my body and oh, I like yeah. over analyze everything. So yeah, that's been like again, one of the biggest lessons is like change your fucking mind. It doesn't matter. You'll figure it out. And, and I like, can't wait to see what what the not I almost said backlash. That is not the <laughs> word that I meant. But you know what the benefits what the outcome outcome is a better word what the outcome of you choosing your own path yeah what comes of it and i was gonna say like i don't know what that is and that's fine no that's like i have no idea what the hell i'm doing but i'm i'm realizing and accepting that it's absolutely fine and i will figure it out you will and i don't have to like what's the word I don't have to like label myself as like someone that doesn't know. No. Like, I mean, like someone that's like lost in what, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but. Well, I think because we need to label things. 
So well, yeah. <laughs> Matt, hi, my name is Maddie. I'm 25 and I just dropped out of school. I'm a retail worker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't believe that. Yeah. Or maybe reframe that. Yeah. Hi, my name is Maddie. I'm 25 and I'm a creative entrepreneur and I yeah. offer mental health supports and do event planning mm-hmm. for you know, whatever. Like. We actually had a really great discussion at the huddle, the mental health huddle last week about um, not like introducing yourself or defining yourself by what you do for a living. Yeah, absolutely. Like, let's start talking about who we are as people. Yeah. Sasha was saying like um, she, when she was, I forget where she was, but she was traveling and um, there was like, she thought it was like really pretentious, but one guy was like, I think Sasha asked him, like, what do you do for a living? And he was mm-hmm. like, I don't talk about that. Like, ask me, like, who I actually yeah, am. Yeah, yeah. And Sasha was like, I thought about it. And I was like, yeah. Like, I don't want to know what people do. Well, isn't I that funny? Know, like, her, first, her first reaction was to be defensive yeah, about like, it. Yeah, well, what do you mean? <laughs> but honestly, that was really badass what that guy did. Yeah. Yeah, like, don't ask me. Yeah. Because then, you know what? That leads to... What if he said rocket scientist? Then you're like, oh, well, you, you know, well, I was, you must make a ton of money and live in it. Like it just, it I, creates divisions. Really. Yes. Yeah. It creates divisions. And I also realized in something I mentioned in the huddle, when you describe yourself or think even how you think about yourself, just based on who you are, not by what you do, it protects yourself from, from failing. Right. Like it protects you from feeling like you've failed at life or well, and how whatever. Many times- because no matter what comes or or stays, you're still the same person. That's right. Regardless of any of it. And none of that define like it's not a defining thing. I mean, think of how many times we say just in front yeah. of our <laughs> Yes. I'm I mean, I just ha- I have this little store in downtown yeah. Barry. It's just a little store. Yeah. Just a little hippie shop. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's an amazing fucking big ass hippie shop. <laughs> it's bigger than our other place. Moving on up, baby. <clears throat> okay. Are you focused or are you distracted? No, I'm gonna put my <laughs> I'm gonna put my phone down. Okay. Um, um so I just explained to Heather <laughs> because I don't prepare the people that I have on your podcast very well. I just explained to Heather that at the end of every episode we um say a quote that really resonates with us Mm -hmm. do you want to go first or do you want me to go maybe you should go first okay (laughs) so i found this one today um, oh i like that one i saw that that i really really love it says when you reach a stage where you can have a very dark and difficult experience without having to look on the bright side then you know that you have made progress on your healing journey love it love Love. it totally kicks the toxic positivity yeah thing to the curb yes yeah i've experienced that so much with um i think i think i've talked about the trauma that i experienced Mm -hmm. with the the home invasion but like the amount of people that have oh my god been like well at least that are gonna be like huh (laughs) (laughs) no context there um but yeah the amount of people that have said just and obviously not with bad intention but said things like well good thing your stepdad didn't die or like good thing nothing nothing yeah. bad actually happened to you it's yeah. like 
accepts long-lasting yeah. mental anguish there's and trauma. There's actually no bright side to this, yeah. and it was yeah. shitty, and I'm still working through it. That's right. Four years later. Yeah, and no, it didn't happen for a fucking reason. No, it didn't. Yeah. Did it teach me something? A hundred percent. Yeah. Do I think it needed to happen? No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Agreed. <laughs> hey, let me see if I can get this one right. Okay. It's an old Polish pro- proverb, and it goes... You can't stick a flower into an asshole and call it a vase. (laughs) I was not expecting that. (laughs) So that just means that there's no excuse for a person's bad behavior. You can't can't call it something, Mm -hmm. you know, an asshole is an asshole. It's not a vase. (laughs) (laughs) I'm expecting you to say that. But it's true. Like you can't, that's also been something that I've learned, especially with myself. Mm. Like uh, I know a lot of people will often be like, oh, well that person's actions are justified because, or how they've been through so-and-so. Yeah. How that person treated you, you know, like they've been through so much and blah, blah, blah. So that's why they're responding to you like that. It's like, "Mm -mm." yeah, if you're fucking if you're being unkind. If you're being unkind, yeah. you're being unkind. Yeah. I've been through the worst fucking thing that I could ever experience in my life. And am I yeah, rude and unkind to people? No. 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 And you would never put your stuff on them as an excuse for what? Yeah, no. No. Nope. No purse. <laughs> no purse. Not uh-uh. for me. <laughs> Don't like that. Anyways. Thanks. So that's. Oh. oh. That's the story of Heather and the story of Heather and Maddie. I feel like there needs to be a song here. I know. <laughs> People, let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> That's the other thing I think people get confused with. People always ask me, how is it like working for Heather? And oh, I'm like, it's so not like that. I? Oh, do you, is that? I'm like, what do you mean? Well, no, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, like I work for Heather because aside from oh I think that's so icky I hate thinking from about that. like yeah like people will call you like my boss yeah mm-mm. and I'm like I mean yeah she totally is but like she's also like my best freaking friend yeah like, I agree so weird. like we hang out with each other because we want to yeah <laughs> and I don't think we've gotten sick of each other yet no and I'm like an old lady yeah <laughs> You don't know anything <laughs> from the 90s and the 80s, and I still fucking love you, man. But you're you. We have the same age gap as I do with my siblings, so it's really not that That's weird right. for me. That's right. You don't have like young, young siblings like around my age. Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah, I have a 25 year old brother. Oh, right. Or no, wait, he's 27. He's oh. older. Oh my god, my brother's older than you. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, anyways, you get the point. Yeah. Don't call Heather my boss. <laughs> Don't do it. It's weird. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. We'll probably have Heather on the podcast again because this was – That would be fun. fun. Well, then you can come on my podcast. Yeah. Heather is going to start a podcast. Has yet to be named. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>